The reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. Welcome to another episode of Borderland Sports Report. I'm here. My name is Steve Howard with my co-host Kenny Davis. And boy, what an exciting week we had. Ooh, oh Man, yeah. Thursday, Friday, it was a lot of fireworks. We're going to cover, we're going to hit five of these games and uh, kind of go over like what we saw and kind of going forward. Um, uh, Steve, I tell you what, um, it was great to see the kids get back on the field. Nothing like Texas football Friday night lights. Uh, the kids were getting after it. You could see um, uh, it's nothing like the cauldron to see, see who can take it, you definitely, know, who can definitely. stand it. And, you know, it's funny. Some of those scoreboards got lit up, but so did the sky. Oh, no doubt. I mean, uh, I tell you what, uh, Friday night, uh, uh, the, the number one opponent seemed to be the lightning and the weather with multiple delays, and you had some cancellations out there. Definitely. And so for those young men who did not uh, get to play their games because they were canceled, Hey, hang on in there. There's another week that's going to get you an opportunity to let you do your thing and let you show what you can do. Now, my question, are they rescheduling those games? Uh, some of them, no. Uh, I, I was um, uh, talking to somebody in New Mexico, a buddy in New Mexico, and he was saying uh, games like that because they're just, uh, they're oh, just break, uh, preseason games. Don't pre impact the Yeah, they don't uh, impact the district schedules of postseason games. Gotcha. So, like that Sanelli game, just – yeah, Gone, San Eli right? and Anthony, no, that, that's not going to be replayed. Gotcha. Well, I mean, we, we got five games. We're going we're gonna to hit preseason number one, preseason number seven, Canyon Teal, Pebble Hills. Uh, yeah, I tell you what, dynamic uh, teams, you know, especially coming out of last year, and everybody was curious to see how the, um, you know, how the players were going to handle some of the yep. new spotlight that was placed on them. And then, uh, really, Canetillo to see what they were going to do after losing, you know, the four-star superstar, L.J. Martin, who's uh, currently getting ready to do his thing for BYU today. And so um, it, it was really interesting to see how both teams were going to react. I mean, Pebble Hills came out hot. Oh, absolutely. It came out hot. 14-0? Yeah, yeah, 14-0 came out on fire. 21-7? Um, running the ball, though. I mean, they, um, the quarterback, Guy Olochoa, was running the ball, and the running back, Quarles, boy, he is a handful. Last year, he was really getting it going, and then he had an injury, and that kind of pushed, you know, slowed him down. And yep. uh, Now, they had Jacob Ledesma to fall back on last year, and so uh, we just certainly hope, like, for, for every game, you have health. You know, the kids play a great game, tough game and all that, but they come out healthy. And so let's get right to that. Yeah, I mean, you look at 21, I think it was 21-7. Yeah. And then something happened. And then something happened. Something happened. <laughs> Kenny Teal's quarterback just, oh, he just went crazy. Uh, he went crazy. Knox was really playing well. The great thing that you can see about Knox is that this young man would put the ball in the right places when he needed to. And then when he needed to put uh, to pull the ball down and run, 
he can handle his business and between the tackles a couple times. So at 5'11", uh, 190 pounds estimated, he is a handful. Definitely. And wake up 258 because this uh, if they thought that you know things are going to kind of <laughs> slow down over uh, over there with the Eagles and Canateo, that's not going to be the case. The defense was solid. Yeah, and then the second half, they basically shut Pebble Hills down. Oh, yeah. I mean, four, they gave it the three points at the end to, for, to seal the game for Pebble right. Hills, but they shut them down the second half. And yeah. I, we talked about it. Those two corners, yeah. Canyon Teal, 1-7-1-4, I don't know if that played a part in it or not, but they didn't throw the ball. No, uh, not at all. And Pebble Hills didn't throw the ball. Uh, Pebble Hills didn't throw the ball. And, um, you know, truth in Lyndon, Gael started off slow. And it's part. It's a new, you know, new season. Early little jitters, you know. Uh, but uh, started slow. Uh, now on his side, all the weight room, you know, weight room training he put in. He really, when it was time to pull the ball down yeah. and run, he was he was a runner. I mean, and he was a dynamic runner. Now throwing the ball. Um, uh, going forward, you know, like every young quarterback early in the season, it's going to be a work in progress. Yeah. Now, I will say this, and I think we can go to the next game after this. When it mattered, he, dis he showed off that arm. That 30-yard <laughs> bomb to Mark Torres to put them in field goal position was like, I don't know, it was like 10, 15 seconds left. That was a dime. Oh, a dime. And that's what you your, your superstars, your number ones, your QB one, your wide receiver one, uh, those young men, when it's time to show up and the game is on the line, uh, those guys, that's where the ball's going. Uh, you can have them double covered, triple covered. They're going to throw the ball there because they, they, that player is going to come up with Definitely. the ball. And the quarterback's going to put it just in the right spot uh, so that the player can make a play. And so uh, one thing that we take away from that game, uh, Pebble Hills is a work in progress. They're going to be a developing football team. Uh, now they see some things they got to work on. Quarles, uh, I, I said it here today, is going to be a handful of 1-6-A. The, the young man can can do it, okay? Yeah. He can do it. Uh, that's going to take some pressure off of Ochoa, for sure, for Pebble Hills. And then Canateo. Uh, boy. They're they a handful. Re, uh, rinse, wash, repeat, do it again. Uh, they're going to be solid in 2-5-A and expect them to, when it's all said and done at the end, uh, I really think, uh, based off some things we saw, and we'll talk about it later, they're probably got a shot to hold up the trophy again. And quiet is kept. Knox got an arm on him. A, a solid arm. I Knox mean, got an arm on he him. showed some things. Uh, he showed some things uh, on Thursday night uh, that is going to make teams have to game plan for that. that they have a great running game. Sorry, great uh, running game and all of that. But he he can throw the football. That first touchdown that they scored off the play action, mm -hmm. corner bit. And he threw, a, he threw a bullet to that kid. Threw a bullet. Put it right on the money. Accuracy, accuracy, accuracy. So I was very impressed. Um, they, they showed me something. I, was, I, was, I didn't think that game was going to be that close. Sure. I, really I, I don't think a lot of people did. I mean, everybody knew that um, uh, Coach Brooks has always got his teams ready to play. Yep. Um, solid, uh, solid football team, always. Uh, but you just thought that Pebble Hills had a lot more, uh, you know, uh, tools in the tool belt, if you will, yeah. uh, to make it. Uh, it was going to be a tough game, and that certainly was not the case. And it was on the road, so they oh, showed yeah. up big Definitely. on the road for Canateo. So uh, wake up, 2-5-A. <laughs> Here they come. And kudos to the kicker for Pebble Hills. He had missed three field goals, and to step up in there, 
game on the line, put it right through the uprights. Uh, people don't know this. Um, that, um, saw him the, yeah, saw him the night before, and there was a little conversation about that, uh, about a scenario like that coming up, and he, uh, and of course he delivered. He certainly delivered. Definitely. Definitely. Well, congratulations. Kudo, congratulations to Pebble Hills on going 1-0, and I think that both those teams will be just fine this year. Everybody. Welcome to season two of Breaking the Music. My name is DJ Lady Dubois. I will be your host for this season. I hope you guys will join us because on this show we will have artists, musicians, DJs, bands on this platform that will be able to perform for you guys. If you're looking for something that's going to take your interest, if you want to know about the music industry, come on, tune on in. Come on down here for a live studio audience. We have everything. We'll see you soon. The surprise, I think, for a lot of people, Lubbock and Socorro. Wow. Um, it, 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 wow. It, look, I'm stuttering because Socorro came out. You heard a lot of rumors in the offseason with Famaligi coming in and, and tweaking and retooling the offense and the offensive line and, uh, and things like that uh, to see what kind of impact that was going to have. And, uh, wow, those kids uh, played their hearts out. They were tough. They showed some toughness. Uh, being a, a coach who's coach down there, um, you can have some challenges here and there, uh, um, down there in Socorro. But um, I tell you what, they showed some really good toughness. Um, that defensive line for them, um, uh, the next set of teams who play them wake up. Uh, it's not going to be the old Socorro. You are going to have to move people off the spot. And their offensive line, uh, they did a really good job. Uh, giving their quarterback time to throw. Definitely. And that's where you saw Famaligi's uh, piece show up. They gave that offensive, uh, the offensive line gave the quarterback time to throw, and he was getting the ball down the field. And so uh, Socorro, uh, don't be surprised if they, they're going to sneak out maybe two, three wins that people didn't expect them to pull out. Definitely, definitely. So I'm, I'm definitely excited for that team. Um, I think they're headed in the right direction. And like you said, they're going to be they're going to be a surprise, and they're going to they're going to win some games that people aren't expecting them to win. No doubt. I mean, next week, and uh, they've got Bel Air over at Bel Air, and uh, for the Highlanders, um, strap put your chin strap on. Uh, it's going to be something else. I mean, those kids are going to come ready to play. Definitely, and that kind of segues us into Bel Air and Irving. Man, you talk about <laughs> fireworks, 60 to 0. Um, a lot of their starters play a half. Yeah, a half. And um, uh, obviously being at the game, and uh, they spread the ball around to, I mean, a little bit of everybody. A lot of young guys got in. Uh, I want to highlight uh, one young man, Angel Dominguez. He's a freshman. You heard that name first here. Um, that young man is going to be something special. Uh, he's a freshman. He's uh, the number two guy is playing back up, and um, it, it, the game was not too big for him. And so that was fantastic to see uh, that. And so uh, now the normal cast of characters, of course, uh, Norm Moreno, he did his thing. He had two rushing, two passing touchdowns. Uh, you know, Chris Davis, uh, the first 
punt of the game. Uh, they kicked it down the middle, and he, you know, takes it to the house 60 yards. Uh, Mark McKeeby, yeah, that guy, pick six infantry. He had a um, he had a pick six in the game, and then also on offense caught a touchdown. Oscar Martinez also as well. So um, now the surprising thing that. There were times that Irvin was able to, uh, on their defensive line, hold some things together. But you could tell uh, Irvin is very, very young. But they got some pieces out there in the future that they can be optimistic about. Definitely. And you you brought up that punt return by uh, Davis. I mean, people are going to look at the stats and be like, he didn't have these gaudy numbers. But, I mean, 60-yard, 65-yard punt return, I mean – you can see the, on the film, when you see that return, you can see the athleticism. You can see everything that everybody's been really gushing about this young man. But, I mean, they didn't really need him to do a lot offensively. No. Uh, but you want to see those numbers, if you, if, especially when you talk about the recruiting aspect of it. Yeah, and that's always going to be the, uh, the challenge for, uh, for every head coach. They want to um, make sure they get the win. They want to keep their athletes healthy and then tie into it, uh, especially when you're talking uh, upperclassmen, whether it's juniors and seniors, film's very important. And so um, if the young men uh, or women, because there's women playing football now, uh, uh, certainly are trying to uh, do some things at the next level, that is certainly always going to be one of those things. That's, that's not at the forefront of the mind, but it is at the, uh, at the back of the mind. Definitely, definitely. Next up, Riverside is letter. It's probably the closest game of the day. Uh, you know what? When it's all it, said and done. Scoreboard-wise. <laughs> yeah, scoreboard-wise. Hey, guys, y'all missed a treat on that one. Uh, I got to see some uh, quite a bit of video of that one. Uh, it's let us start it out. And, uh, the quarterback, Martinez, as advertised, tall, athletic, strong. You can see the weight room uh, work that he put in. Uh, he was dominant early on. And then the, uh, the outside receiver that they have um, was great on the track last year. But, wow, he came into his own in that first game against Riverside. He showed his height. He showed his strength. He showed his speed. He was really doing a lot of things. And, again, uh, young man from uh, Isleta, the outside receiver, he is going to – Yeah, he's going to be one that uh, uh, keeps people on their toes in uh, 1-5-8 for sure. Definitely. And they got to a big lead and had to hold on to that thing. I mean, Riverside did not go down (laughs) – they did not roll over. They showed a lot of character in fighting to get back in that game. One of the favorite things you hear, uh, the recorder and folks down there, lock the gates. Well, I tell you what, uh, they got, you know, uh, they hit them in the mouth a little bit this letter early on, but then they locked the gates and they brought back uh, some things that we've seen over that program for the uh, last several years. Toughness, 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 never quit. Um, Riverside is going to be just fine, and they're going to be that team that uh, everybody expects them to be. And so, but to come back in the fashion they did, and it was on the road, uh, that, is, uh, that shows some tremendous character and depth in the football team that's been built over there. Definitely. Joe Burrow. I, I love me some Joe Burrow. Humble cat. I heard him say Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. Now, can you imagine Joe Burrow with all his accolades talking about and conceding being uh, maybe second fiddle? He didn't say who's second. He just said conceding to Patrick Mahomes. So, then our final game that we want to really focus on is the 
the Chapin Coronado game, and the reason why we want to look at that game really was injuries. Yeah, certainly a, uh, a surprise. There's a lot of questions as to um, uh, Davion Singleton, the uh, star athlete and quarterback, and uh, all everything for uh, for Chapin. He uh, uh, he started off like most quarterbacks, started off kind of slow uh, in the game. But uh, late in the game, there was a, a play that took place, and, um, you know, you saw uh, him take a pretty good shot. But uh, as everybody is, you know, uh, discussing, is he going to be in the concussion protocol? And uh, these days, uh, with the health of athlete and safety yep. always comes number one, uh, you're going to wonder uh, what it looks like next week for Coach Warner. And... When Davion was out of the game, it was different, okay? It was very different for the Chapin Huskies, and you can see the impact that that young man has on the football team. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard to replace that athleticism. Yeah, that's, that's not just going to happen overnight. And um, while in that program, they've got some a young freshmen, they say is uh, Davion Singleton Light, who's going on, and... Uh, and some have estimated that Jamari Milton might uh, 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 might step up, uh, certainly to uh, to challenge that young man. They're both freshmen, but we'll see. Um, I tell you what, high school's different these days, and so young men are always looking for opportunities, and so uh, they'll compete for jobs, but they'll look for opportunities. Now, let's talk about Coronado. Owen, Le <laughs> Owen was the man, okay? Um, he was uh, doing his thing out there at the outside receiver, wide open catching balls. Uh, Coronado, everybody looking at the camera, Coronado is not the same Coronado as last year. They're going to be a tougher football team. Uh, they're, they're faster, they're athletic, and they showed that yesterday. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, man. There's this huge number of homes on the west side. Yeah. And the reality is, you're talking three schools, really. Right. Can you tell Franklin Coronado right. that these kids have to go to, have to choose to go to school from? Whereas the rest of the city, it's yeah. it's a so I mean, there's talent. There's a ton of talent. A ton of talent. And now it's just a matter of getting it all to just play together. To play together, and um, and I know Coach Pry for um, you know in his own mind, I'm sure uh, as he's building that program. Uh, he's looking to get his share of that talent uh, over for the Thunderbirds. And so, um, you know, they've started off uh, nice. They've uh, they had a good scrimmage against Bel Air. Then they carried it on against, uh, against Chapin. So um, a lot of people were a little unsure, but uh, Coronado is going to be a team to be reckoned with in 1-6-A. Definitely, definitely. And you know what? There's one other game that I won't say game, but we kind of want to look at is the uh, El Dorado with that injury there. Yeah, um, as we all know, or some don't know, maybe you're hearing it for the first time, uh, Ray Ray did not play in that game against Parkland. And so uh, you always kind of wonder, um, two impact players on a team, uh, what's going to happen when one graduates and leaves? And so, uh, and in this case, the older brother left, and he's at McMurray now. And uh, so Ray Ray was, de uh, was there. But uh, as we understand, you know, he's got a few uh, nagging injuries and, uh, and at the end of the day, guys, I mean, all of these are non-district games. And so yep. uh, you need that guy ready for that tough schedule of 1-6-A. They're going to play eight hard games in that district. And so um, uh, you, you really work hard to win what you can, but you need that guy ready for that eight-game stretch. Yeah, and, you know, and you brought up a good point there. It's like 
people will put a lot of emphasis and a lot on these early games, but I mean, in the big scheme of things, they don't matter. Right. right. <laughs> they don't. They don't matter. When I say they don't matter, don't take it that way. But like, right. they don't matter when it comes to, are we going to make the playoffs? Right. Right. Can we win district? Right. And so I think erring on the side of caution with him probably was a smart thing on that uh, coach's Very staff, smart sure. thing by Coach Martinez, and um, certainly that was a very smart thing for him to do. And I know the player probably, you know, he's probably 80% probably, you know, um, you know, as we estimate there, but uh, you don't need that right yeah. now. I mean, and I'm sure that was tough for the player to kind of take a break and all of that, but uh, he's going to be just fine. He's got plenty more games to play, and so, uh, and he's going to get his for sure. And so, uh, but what was surprising about that game is uh, Parkland. You wanted to see what Parkland was going to do. A very senior heavy team last year, and they graduated a lot of dynamic playmakers off that team. Yep. Uh, McDuffie, he's going to be playing down in Jacksonville later on today, yep. Alabama. You know, so um, you wanted to see what Parkland was going to do. And uh, Castillo, number five, the kick returner, boy, right off the bat, 90-yard house call. First kickoff return of the game, and he took it to the house. That's what's going on. I mean, those are things that, for them, I mean, I always, I always looked at that parking team. I'm like, man, they don't just reload. They just reload. Yeah. They don't yeah. rebuild. They just reload. Yeah. yeah. And they definitely have cornered the talent there in the Northeast. Sure, and um, and it's tough in the Northeast because you've got Chapin, you've got Andrus, and you've got Parkland, and all three of those are within a good, you know, 15, uh, ten minutes throw. of each other. <laughs> yeah, stones throw each other, you know, and so uh, everybody's competing for that talent. Uh, people don't recruit, wink, all right, uh, here, uh, across the city, but um, we do know that everybody competes for the talent. Okay. Um, and you'll see everybody at these youth games and middle school games watching and looking and uh, mining talent. And so Parkland, um, uh, Coach McCorder, uh, congratulations. Uh, you put it together uh, the first game. Some new guys uh, got some confidence in yep. the young quarterback. And, uh, and uh, they're going to gel, and they're going to be right where they normally are. It's going to be a fight in, uh, in 1-5-A. Now, I do want to clean this up. We did not accuse anybody of recruiting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're not accusing anybody of recruiting. I, I mean, for the most part, I, I, don't, I don't think that these coaches are out recruiting players. Parents are making decisions on what they think is going to be the best fit for their student-athlete. And, and it's always that way. I mean, parents are always going to look for the coaches uh, and the teams that have the, uh, have the best opportunity for their yeah. kid to be successful. And... Uh, and then part of that is who do you know as far as college coaches and contacts? And we're not talking just football. You know, we're talking every, every kind yep. of sport. So uh, those are always important. And, uh, and uh, at the end of the day, uh, when it's all said and done, um, there are certain athletes that are going to – their best time is going to be in high school. And then there's that select few that are going to move on to the next level. And so uh, parents are looking for – uh, opportunities like that for their kids that are going to go to the next, next level. level. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So don't don't anybody take that and be like, oh, they just accuse. <laughs> we're not accusing anybody of recruiting. Yeah, no, uh, we're certainly not saying that at all. And so um, just know that uh, for all the young athletes, at the end of the day, 
um, you know, go where uh, you have the best opportunities for you uh, and then enjoy it and, and play hard and put in the extra work. And uh, I tell you what, this week we've seen the teams that put in the extra work, okay, and uh, you start to saw that show up right away uh, early on in the season. And not only that, too, I mean, think about it. Winning does matter. Like, yeah. People want to be associated with winners, and that program has been winning for a long time. For a long time. time. And so, um, and when you win like that, um, you know, you bring quality people in, quality coaches, uh, quality leaders around, then uh, that, that has a lot to do with who shows up on your campuses uh, for your various sports. And so, uh, and academics, let's, let's not get that twisted either. Um, at the end of the day, most of us are going to major in some job somewhere, okay? Uh, very few people are going to play in the NFL, NBA, or run for USA track and field, yeah. you know, Shikari Richardson, something like that, all right? Uh, but um, you want kids to really have a, a great experience in high school, great academic uh, uh, institution, and, uh, and that's always what's most important. Definitely. And so on... Our next show be Wednesday when we when it May comes I out. In one quick yeah. Franklin. Yes, sir. Yeah, Franklin. Oh, oh. Sorry, forgive yes. us. First show, first game of the week. Franklin, we missed them. Um, Shea Smith and Franklin they played Centennial, and um, that ball game uh, was a. We knew it was going to be a tough ball game. I picked Centennial win because they were in the uh, state championship over in New Mexico. Their big school. And so I said, man, this ought to be a barn burner game. And this is a coin flip. I'll tell y'all the truth. I just flipped the coin and just said, okay, this is who I, I think is going to win. <laughs> I picked Franklin. <laughs> and so, uh, but um, uh, as advertised, I mean, it was a dog fight, uh, slugfest. Uh, the, the hero, Shea Smith, did his thing. The Powers boys, uh, Morales, uh, on the Centennial side, they played really, really tough, uh, demonstrating once again uh, that football in New, uh, New Mexico is coming better, 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 better. And uh, the more times you can have the schools come across the border and play each other, the better. Right? Definitely. It's easier to go, you know, 45 minutes, two hours, than to go five or six uh, on or the other eight. side of the state. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, yeah, we won't, we won't touch those games right yeah, now. Yeah. But now, so the numbers will – everybody will go in this weekend, put in their stats and everything. And so on our next show, we'll present the player of the week yep. for this past week um, once we get all the numbers and everything in from the coaches. But, um, I mean, dude, I, I think this week to kick off the season was amazing. Mm. Um, Mother Nature said I'm going to be amazing too. <laughs> yeah. And, uh put my light show out there as well but I mean overall I think I think what we expected to happen happened yep. um, the players who we thought they were it, it, it goes back to we are who we thought we were right yeah, and so yeah, yeah. we had teams who showed they are who everybody <laughs> thought they were um, two surprises but for the most part I think everything kept the script and I'm, I'm looking forward for another week of football. Oh, yeah. We're going to reload, wash, rinse, repeat, reload. We're getting ready to light it up for week two with a number of uh, dynamic games. This has been another episode of Borderlands Sports Report. Thanks for tuning in. Have a good